listening to Dr. Scorpion Blood's Temporal Terror. This is the story of one man making an incredible journey. Mendez is shaking on the catwalk. Wu braces him on the shoulder and tells Melville to lead. The ship is 200 yards away. Wu covers the entrance of the dock and pushes Mendez onto the bridge. Mendez is halfway across the bridge when that feeling hits again. Distraction. Melville turns around to see space itself reaching down to grab Mendez. The Star Wolf has fallen straight down onto him. There's no way to shoot without hitting him, and possibly Wu as well. Wu is running across the bridge. She and the wolf lock eyes before it begins to disappear. Mendez's scream is cut off as the blue glow envelops him as well. The team reprioritizes. Weapons are fetched, just in case. Three technicians make their slow march along the length of the station. They pass the cooling bay and find black blood slowly evaporating on the ground. Its trail is clear, heading for the signal emitter. Somewhere along the march across the deck, the dynamic changes. The technicians conclude in absolute silence that this is a hunt. Their prey is at the base of the emitter. Now they can see it clearly. The Star Wolf is severely injured and can barely stand. The shape below its glowing white eyes is pitch black. Slight movements of its outline suggest a snarl. The creature bolts toward Wu suddenly, sailing through microgravity until a single shot cancels its momentum. Very suddenly, it is adrift. Black blood and glowing blue fluid is pooling around black fur. The body is observed. It is cataloged. But the crew's ship is calibrated to their weight. The addition of a large predator would complicate the journey home, so they elect to leave its body snug in the gap between the signal emitter's edge and the body of the ship. Mendez is taking readings again. Particles are being emitted from deep within the station. All kinds of wild quantum waste that is always a little beyond classification. Mendez turns his head and sees the Star Wolf hunched over a human body. He freezes in fear. Under the immense body of the Star Wolf, Mendez makes eye contact with Mendez. The Star Wolf has its massive jaws full of matte black teeth clamped around his helmet. An audible cracking can be heard from inside. Before Mendez can move, he is blinded by a flash of blue light, and the vision is gone. The remaining Mendez has trouble reporting these events to Wu over the radio. Wu gives him a moment to collect himself tells Melville to make a rudimentary check. 
Melville is halfway up the antenna again. In microgravity, whichever metal surface your boots are on becomes the floor. Melville walks up the tower with steady feet. Halfway up, she sees something standing in front of her. The Star Wolf is there. Blue oil is collecting on its side and sublimating into the vacuum as glowing vapor. The Star Wolf bolts forward with a spectacular force. Melville fires a glancing shot, tearing into the side of the creature's leg, causing the Star Wolf to trip. It loses its grip on the tower and rolls in the air. Momentum is still carrying it towards Melville like a cannonball, but before the Star Beast can crash into her, it glows and vanishes. The situation is turning under Wu. She will have to answer for not completing the survey of the station, but after two attacks, she can't further endanger the crew. The case can be made that the creature is the source of the interference, and her crew wasn't slated for a biological hazard. Forget that it can vanish. Forget whatever psych job it did on Mendez. She rallies the troops for the walk back, singing the song of hazard pay. Halfway back, the team turns a corner. All three of them watch a scuffle a hundred yards down the catwalk. It's Mendez, under the Star Wolf, with one arm under the wolf's jaw, holding it back from tearing him apart. Mendez begins shaking, murmuring in fear. The Star Wolf snaps its jaws around Mendez's helmet. Mendez is losing his grip on the creature's neck. In desperation, he detaches an Allen wrench from his tool belt and stabs one tine of it into the Star Wolf's glowing side. It convulses in a silent yelp. Oily blue liquid gushes out of the wound and covers Mendez. The creature leaps off and vanishes. Mendez starts to crawl his way towards Mendez, but something is happening. His mind is drifting again, and he is enveloped in a blue glow. The crew is arriving at Parsons Station, the great interstellar antenna that connects Sol and Proxima Centauri. Something is wrong. Signal distortions indicate damage to the station. Technicians Mendez, Melville, and Wu begin their walk on the station's surface. Through magnetic boots, they feel the hum of matter reactors doing their alchemy in the dark. Melville begins a slow ascent up a mile-high triangular tower. Mendez opens a hatch on the station's surface. From here, he will monitor the fire hose of subatomic particles the station pours out into the dark. Mendez is distracted. Something is on his mind. He can't focus. His thoughts are drifting. From Melville's vantage point on the tower, she spots movement. Something is on the roof of the cooling bay. It has coarse, vanta-black fur, indistinguishable from the vacuum of space. It is noticeable only in that it blocks stars from view. Melville stops, hesitating because she's certain she's seeing things. Glowing blue organelles blossom across the Star Wolf's body, and it bolts out of sight. Wu hears the report. 
the intersection of a thousand laws, policies, and guidelines crystallize into action. An alien life form, possibly damaging the station. It must be observed and cataloged, at the very least. Something catches her eye as she makes her way back to the team. For a split second, she swears she can see a faintly glowing figure in the path of the signal emitter. It seems to hunch over, flash, then fade. Wu chalks it up to plasma, arcing off the emitter, and moves on. Wu is frozen halfway across the bridge. Melville has her rifle at the ready, trying to cover Wu as she finishes the walk across. The ship is running, waiting and ready. Wu is stuck. Protocol dictates that the job be abandoned. Basic decency demands searching for her lost crew member. Lost. Mendez must be either dead or so profoundly lost that rescue is impossible. This should simplify her decision, but she stays frozen. Something is on her mind. She can't focus. Her thoughts are drifting. Then, a blue glow. Wu and Melville both aim their rifles, but something looks different. A few meters in the space above the bridge. Mendez is born out of the light, screaming, covered in oily blue fluid that is slowly vaporizing around him. Wu tells Melville to undock, demagnifies her boots, and jumps. Mendez is plucked out of the air, and the two of them drift away from the bridge, towards the ship that Melville is nudging into place above them. As they approach the airlock, Mendez looks back toward the station. The Star Wolf stares back at him from the roof of a tower overlooking the dock. It suddenly looks down at the bridge as though it heard a noise in the vacuum. It silently launches itself down towards the bridge and once more vanishes. Dr. Scorpion Blood's Temporal Terror was written, produced, scored, and performed by me, Mike G. Uh, for more information, go to Twitter at drscorpionblood. Thanks for listening.